Welcome to the Pope on Film. I am Bunny Williams, and with me is... Yes, I am the Pope in question. My name is Reverend Steve. I am the founder of the Church of Ed Wood, which is an actual thing, probably worth a Google. That line is from Lego Batman, the movie. Yes, and it I is. I love that movie. It's my my one of my favorite jokers. It, it goes, it goes, Zach Alphanakis in Lego, Cesar Romero, and then all the rest. Like, yes. Like uh, the professor and Marianne. That's how it goes for me. Uh, hi, everybody. It's me, uh, Reverend Steve. I've had my wife right before we started recording. I said to put my hair in a man bun. So this is a thing. And uh, I think I kind of like it. I think yeah. it's all right. It, it, it's, it, it, it's something to get used to. Anyway, this is episode 280. 280. Coming up close on episode 300. Coming up close. Coming up close. And, uh, uh, Bunny, this is going to be an interesting episode. And, and so when, when it comes to, um, when it comes to, to doing this episode justice, I was thinking, uh, some, some comforting words that could help us through. Yes. You know, help us through this episode. And it, what what comes to mind is uh, my father. My okay. father used to say to me, inside of everybody are two bears. Yes. One bear is all good, all the goodness and the happiness. The other bear is a fucking douchebag. Yes. A real, real piece of crap. So... <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to talk about this week's movie. I I did not realize that we would ever cover Buffy the Vampire Slayer on this show, but here we are. I talk about that a little bit. I don't mention Buffy the Vampire Slayer that much, but I do. I I did bring it up. Uh, it, Ahead of time, I only knew of one of these characters before before watching the New Mutants. I only knew of one of them, and uh, she looks exactly like the character, but that's it. I I knew all of them, um, but like I had kind of sort of forgotten, so I had to like get reacquainted with them. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So anyway, I have a short uh, act one, uh, and I have a, uh, a short shaft, and then probably a bit too much about this week's movie. Okay. I had, to, I had to go over the story of the of of this movie again. Yeah. I had to summarize a shaft to discuss this week's movie. Anyway, this week's movie is The New Mutants, which uh, just came out as a digital on demand, might be on streaming now, I don't know. But uh, we will be discussing that film. Uh, but first, let's get to act one. This is gonna be a lot of fun. This is gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, a, a, a lot of act one of this show is sort of uh, uh, spontaneous, not too scripted. But I really think you're going to have a lot of fun with it, Bunny. 
Okay. 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 So let's do this. Buddy! Yes. Welcome to our special themed episode of the Pope on Film. The theme of this week's episode is Defying God. Defying God. It's our special Defying God episode of the Pope on Film podcast, and we are calling it our special Defying God episode of the Pope on Film podcast because it's obvious that the almighty God did not want the film The New Mutants to ever come out in theaters because it was pushed back and pushed back again and pushed back again and pushed back again. And then, and then it, you know, to summarize the story, Disney said, look, fine, fine, we'll release the movie. It'll come out in April of 2020. And that's a 100% guaranteed release. I mean, barring an act from God... It'll definitely come out in April of 2020 in yes. all of the nine theaters that will be open. So it's obvious that God just didn't want the New Mutants to be seen, but this week we are watching it. We are defying God. So since this is our special, so that's why this is our special defying God episode of the show. And in order, in order of our defiance to God this week, I thought. What might be fun is for us to spend some time here on Act One of the podcast, breaking biblical laws. Breaking biblical laws. Okay. Breaking some biblical laws right here on the podcast. I thought that would be easy, you know? That would be fun. Yeah. This would be a fun thing to do. It would be like a fun sleepover. So I, I went through the Old Testament, and I, I found a list. I got a list here. A list of eight fairly easy to break Old Testament biblical laws. Okay. Okay. All right. So, uh, uh, hey, and also maybe we should change the name of the New Testament because it's really, you know, it's two fucking thousand years old for Christ's sake. Yeah, the how, new how new is it? Is worn off. I mean, the, the New Testament wasn't written last Tuesday. <laughs> so if anything, if anything, there should be, the New Testament should be called the, the, the Newer Testament. The Newer Testament, yeah. yeah Second edition. The Old Testament should be called, like, the Older Testament or uh, First Gen Testament. Yeah. Or uh, the Newer Testament prequel. Yes. These are just these are just some ideas I'm spitballing. Anyway, I have eight really simple uh, biblical laws that we can break. The first one's a bit difficult for me. Um, it's Leviticus chapter nineteen, verse nineteen. Don't wear clothes made of both linen and wool. That's difficult for me because I don't, I don't know textures. Yeah. No. Neither do I. I don't know, fabrics? Am I already doing that? I don't know. What's I, I'm going to guess I'm all cotton right now. But yeah. that is just a guess. Yeah, I don't know. So that, one, that one's a bit tough. Um, number two is don't share a seat with a menstruating woman. Don't share a seat with a menstruating woman, yes. Okay. Um. I, I don't think this is going to work because 
She's 15. Okay. Right. I'm gonna give it a try. Hey, Bella! <laughs> Bella, could you come over here? I'm kind of scared now. I just need her to sit down over here. Please! For the band! Damn it. Okay. Hey, honey. How are you feeling right now? If you're not feeling good, you can come and sit on this seat. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is great podcasting. Yeah. You know? Um, you feeling all right? It, I mean, that all depends. I, I think this bit is going to work better next week. <laughs> hmm. Uh, hey, hey, honey, how are you doing? Hi, husband of mine. Hi. Steve. Hi. This is my husband. How are you doing? I am menstruating. Can I sit down on your chair? Absolutely. You can tell I'm menstruating because I'm clearly not feeling well and in her throat. Well, don't you have to sit with her? No, I have to share the seat. Oh, so oh you have to share the no, seat. Oh, okay. It means you can't touch, sit on, or use the seat if I have touched it while oh, menstruating. Okay. Yes. Yeah. There you because uh, you're dirty. I'm yeah. dirty girl. Yeah. <laughs> that we're also watching the new mutants. Oh, I'm sorry. My robe is also probably made from mixed fibers. <gasps> oh, oh good. Awesome. Oh, scandalous. This goes against biblical rules in the New Testament prequel. We're just gonna have to stone her later. So already. You know, we're preparing ourselves to discuss the new mutants is what we're doing. So, okay. We're, number two. Broken. Practicing with myself. Yeah. Number two, broken. Number three, don't tear your clothes. That one is from Leviticus chapter 10, verse 6. Oh, don't share don't. a seat with a menstruating. Don't share a seat with a menstruating woman was from uh, uh, chapter 15, verses 19 to 21. Just FYI. Yes. So now we're on chap, uh, rule number three, Leviticus chapter 10, verse 6. Don't tear your clothes. Oh, so I, I, I totally got that. I totally got that covered. I always cut the neckline and tear it. Yeah, well, that's why I wore my, my SpongeBob tank top, because I don't particularly like this. So uh, let me see if I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> I, there was a small snap that I heard when I pulled it. I heard it. Come on, you can do it. There ah, we go. Incredible Hulk. You're ripped. Yes. I rebuke you. <laughs> you have been rebuked twice fold. Man, this is feeling good. Preparing myself. This is the proper way for anyone to pre-game the new mutants. Yes. Just letting you know that now. So, all right. We, we, we did number two. We did number three. 
Number four, don't speak the name of other gods. That's from Exodus chapter 23, verse 13. Okay, well, I know a lot of God names because oh, yeah. I, I have been reading a lot of Carrie Pratchett's Discworld series lately, and there's yeah. a lot of gods in there. There's Offler, the crocodile god. Yeah. There's um, Om, O-M, yeah. the mighty. Om. There's um, uh, in Borogravia they pray to their uh, queen so much so that she sort of becomes a deity. So the, and so and a, Thor um, is a god. I don't care what the Marvel Cinematic Universe Thor. has to say. There you go. Uh, Loki got a mischief. You know what I like about Loki? He doesn't make a big to do about everything. That's why he's called Loki. Yeah. He's very very like chill yes he is he's very he's very low-key thor is all like yay thee forsooth i am thor but loki's like hey what's up yeah i'm low-key but hey i don't make a big deal about it you know whatever so he's very low-key which is why they called him low-key see now see now we gotta decide though is he actually the trickster god or the hipster god that's a good point. I he, think there's a he, fine line. He he really did look good in like that all black Unis Honest type suit in Thor yes. Ragnarok. You know? So anyway, we have spoken the names of other gods. Uh, once again, thou hast been rebuked! Oh, so-called mighty one! Because we have done number two and three and four and probably number one. So we're moving on to number five. Uh, if if a grape falls on the ground, leave it for the poor to eat. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> that is from Leviticus chapter 19, verse 10. Now, hold on, because I don't have grapes, but I do have, uh, here you go, I have cucumbers. Okay. Cucumber slices. They're in the same family. Yeah. I have cucumber slices. And so, hey, I'm going to eat this cucumber slice right here. I'm going to eat this one. Oh, so yummy. Here's another cucumber slice that I'm going to eat. Oh, no. I have dropped it on the floor. But I shall not leave it there for the poor. <laughs> Instead, I will throw it in thine trash. Take that, almighty one. Once again, you have been rebuked. Man. But now, now, it would be impossible to perform for the podcast. But do you have one of my favorite laws? Deuteronomy, it's either 2325 or 2523. Uh, no, I don't have any Deuteronomy. Uh, what, what rule is that? I love this. Okay. If, when two men are fighting, the wife, in defense of her husband, grabs the other man by his genitals... I she saw should that be. One and I, she uh, should be put to I death. Did, 
Yeah, I did see that one, and I was going to put that one on the list, but that one seemed a bit difficult since we're in different states. Yeah, we can't actually, like, perform that for the podcast, but it always made me wonder, like, was there really a lot of that going on at the time that you had to make a fucking law? Yeah, you know, like, is or like is this like the popular. biblical equivalent of the you know, like some state in some states it's illegal to get a fish drunk? I'm sure you've heard that. Is this the biblical yeah. equivalent? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Bunny. Yes. Possibly, possibly. Okay, Bunny. So we are outside right now. I am outside. And we are outside for the sixth one on the list. And this one, this one's a weird one, but okay. it's uh, Exodus chapter 1, verses 33 to 34. Don't leave open pits for animals to fall into. Okay. So I'm just going to put the computer down for a second. I'm going to grab this Garden Line brand shovel. I'm going to tilt the camera a little bit, and uh, I'm going to walk over here, <laughs> way over here. If you're watching online, you can see Hi. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to take As you can see, if you were watching this online, and you totally should, there's a hole there. Do you see the hole? Yes, there okay. is. I hope I didn't shahab it. Okay, now, uh, I have dug a hole, and I will leave that hole there now yes. for animals to fall into. Take that, deity! <laughs> My daughter, Emerald, will let her dog, Sketchy, out and be like, Sketchy, go and play outside. And Sketchy will say, okay, I will run and frolic and oop, I have fallen into this hole. Mm -hmm. Who has left it here since this is a rule that God himself has made? So, boom, broken. But see now, yes. I think that right there was the real Pope on film first. Because certainly we have blasphemed before. Yes. Yes. But that is the first Pope on film on location bit. Yeah. Uh, my neighbor, my new neighbor, came out and saw why I was speaking really loud. And he must have been confused at the fact that I was in a ripped-up shirt and a man bun. <laughs> digging a hole in my front yard. But hey, hey, it's what you get when you move next to Steve. Yes. Yes, for, I, for animals to fall into. Uh, now, this, this next one, rule number seven... Should be an easy one to break because of the people I have in this family. Okay. It's, uh, Exodus chapter 21, verse 17. 
kids who curse their parents must be put to death. Okay. Okay. I think now is the time to call Bella. Yeah. Can you come over here for a second? I need you to curse me. So I just need you to come over here really quick. And I, I need you, like I need you to curse me and then you feel like you're exploiting me. Come here, come for what I do. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, Bella, cursing is your superpower. Come yeah, on. This will be difficult for you because you're not really a cursing type of person and you would never curse. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, I will let you live. <laughs> You have cursed me, my child. Oh. I will not stone you. Instead, go about your life in defiance of the deity. <laughs> I rebuke you. Man. Oh, Man. oh, no, 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 no. My hat is off to Bella because she fucking nailed that. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Hey, can I, honey, can I have the scissors really quick? Do you have the scissors? I kind of need them. They're in the drawer? Okay. All right. I'm Bella, glad we got a professional for that bit. That was just. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Uh... So natural and so off the cuff. Okay. So, so we have broken, we have gone through seven Old Testament laws, and we've broken six of them. Probably the first one, clothes made of both linen and wool, who knows. But here is the eighth rule, Leviticus chapter 19, verse 27, it's the last one on my list. Don't shave or cut your hair. Okay. Ever shaved or cut your hair, that goes in defiance of God. Uh. That is amazing. So here are all these here are all these religious people, and they're protesting Planned Parenthood. Bitch, go protest supercuts. <laughs> go throw uh -huh. um, go throw buckets of blood at like the barber shop inside Walmart. You know? Yes. That's where you should be. So I'm just going to uh, cut just a little bit from my uh, beard. Okay. Just, just, okay. I got a... It's not really a beard. It's just a mess that I haven't cut. So I got a little bit right here. I got the scissors and uh, snare. I got some hair that I just cut. Why? Because I did it in defiance of you, deity! Yes. You have... Thoroughly rebuked live on the podcast, and I will need you to sign a, a waiver. God, just we need to get God's clearance before before she appears on this show. You know, we're going to need to get Alanis Morissette's signature that she's okay with this with um, appearing in this. Yes, episode. I have no idea where my hair went. And I'm a bit worried about that, but that might just be because I'm high. Okay. So there you go. We have broken eight biblical laws. 
right here, live on the podcast, in, in preparation of this week's movie, The New Mutants, the movie that God didn't want anyone to see. This was fun. This was fun. We should break more biblical laws. Maybe, you know, some other time on the podcast, you and I can get into a fight and Natasha can grab you by the testicles. True. True. I, I, I was kind of thinking that for next year, though, yeah. each week leading up to Christmas, so 12 weeks before Christmas, okay. we do one. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Just as a run up to fun. Christmas, every 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 year we'll just on on what you know whatever show you know we could sneak it in anywhere, but like we are now going to break biblical law for the twelfth week of Christmas, for the eleventh week of Christmas, yeah. Christmas for the tenth always... week, and just count it down. <laughs> yeah, it it always it always upset me. Uh, about the Old Testament because there are so many laws in the Old Testament and, and so many of them are, are, are so old and outdated and it's like, oh, hey, don't tear your clothes. Don't share seats with a menstruating woman. Don't shave or cut your hair. Yeah. And, and most people are like, oh, these are old rules. This is the Old Testament. It doesn't apply. You don't have to 100% follow all of these rules except for this one small part about gays. Yes. This is the most important one. Yes. But it's like, why, why are you focusing on this one law in a massive tome filled with a bunch of old outdated laws? You're not checking to see that your clothes aren't mixed fabrics before you're putting yes. them on. So why are you focusing so much on homosexuality? If you're going to say that homosexuality is wrong because it's in the Bible, then you better not have ever shaved or cut your hair because that's in the same book. Yes. You know? There's a lot of... See, see if, if you read it the right way, the book is a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay, you know? Like, like, it's in there in the book that if you take a cow and you mate it in front of a striped fence, it will give birth to a striped calf. Oh, well, that is in the Bible. <laughs> this is something bad. they believed. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just science right there. You can't beat that. That's good. Yeah. yeah so now we are one hundred percent prepared later in the show to discuss the new mutants because this is what you got to do every time yes. you want to watch the new mutants. This is the process by which you need to go about doing it. It's just a fact. Yes. So, so you are know. saying the New Mutants itself is a desecration? Probably. Probably. Okay. No, I just think that, like, God is probably a big Hugh Jackman fan. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, hey, remember when we had Hugh Jackman and now we've got this? Yes. You know? This is the 13th X-Men movie that has come out. So it was, this, you know, God was probably just like, dude, enough. <laughs> just let Marvel have a shot at it. And it's just, eh. 
So, so anyway, now we're prepared. Now we're prepared to discuss the new mutants. So, you know what? Let's do it. I mean, later in the podcast. Yeah. But we're ready now is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes, okay. we are. And we we have covered our bases. Yes, we have. We have. Money! Yes! It's been a while. Uh-huh. It's, it's been a long while, a very long while, but for the podcast, for the show, okay. I decided to take things seriously. I went out, I went searching, I hit the pavement, I knocked on doors, I, uh, I, I went out there, I searched, and guess what? What? I have a new sponsor for the show. All right. It has been a while. Yes, it has. A while. But I got a sponsor for the show, and uh, I'm pretty excited about it. Are you ready for this week's sponsor, Bunny? (sighs) I believe I have to get prepared. I mean, I've just been blaspheming the Lord, so. Yes. Yes, I am ready. Well, okay. So, so, uh, all right, now. And now a word from our brand new sponsor. <clears throat> I gotta do my vocal exercises. Hold on. I gotta do my vocal exercises before I do this commercial. Okay, Bunny? Okay. Uh, it, it, it's just part of the process. You know, it helps me warm up. So let me do my vocal exercises. <clears throat> ba 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 But farts! But farts! Okay, now I'm ready. Okay. So, <clears throat> since 1927, the American Optics Eyeglass Corporation has had one central goal to provide top class, high quality eyewear to hot ass chicks disguised as nerdish bookworms. Okay. Whether it's Anne Hathaway in the Princess Diaries, Rachel Lee Cook in She's All That, or Mothra in Destroy All Monsters, the American Optics Eyeglass Corporation is there to further a sexist film trope for cash. Do you know the 1957 Humphrey Bogart classic film The Big Sleep? In that film, Lauren Bacall is a nerdish bookworm with glasses. And who made those glasses? We did. The American Optics Eyeglass Corporation. You're not attractive. You wear glasses. Nice. Nice. That's our new commercial. Very excited. Very excited. You you should go check out their website. Or they do have a store. It's on Route 9. Right, uh, it's catty corner to the chicory dump. It's not across the street from the chicory dump. Not across. Uh-huh. It's catty. It's catty corner from the yeah. chicory dump. So don't, don't, don't get it twisted. Well, if I'm not mistaken, like Blackwood Dress Warehouse is behind the chicory dump. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of raccoons behind the chicory dump too yes. so you gotta you gotta watch your step just in that whole neighborhood it's called the raccoon district they're they're gonna be the next species to evolve if they survive what we leave them yeah 
Yeah. So, so just FYI, you gotta be careful. Yeah. And cut on that. <laughs> Bunny! Yes. Okay. Okay. So, I, I came up with a small bit and, uh, a couple of days ago, and um, I was really high. Okay. And I thought, it's, it's a joke, and I thought, I, I debated it for the longest time because I was pretty sure that it's only funny to you. Okay. And not to anyone else on the planet, except maybe a small handful of people. Okay. So I wasn't sure if I should do it. So I ran it, I, I ran it by my wife. And she was worried that it might be racist. And I tried to explain to her that the joke was not racist. Yes. It's just that the joke requires a very strange, specific... Uh, uh, you got to know one slightly archaic thing about pop culture. But I still think that it's a solid joke. So before okay. we end one of the podcasts i just wanted to run this joke by you okay 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 uh did you hear that speed racer is an atheist no i did not hear speed racer was an atheist well he used to go to church but that really didn't work out well in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you! <laughs> we lift up our hearts. We lift them up to the Lord! Oh, I'm lifting right now! Oh, this is one of the hardest things that I've ever done, but I have to do it for Trixie! <laughs> My peace. I leave with you. My peace I give to you! Oh! Let's now turn and shake hands with the other members of the congregation. I must now shake hands with all of the members of the congregation, but I only have a small amount of time to do it. Can I shake them all? I know I can. I have to. I've got to be fast. I've got to do it for Trixie. So eventually they just <laughs> kicked them out of the church. Yeah. You know, it would, you know, no one could get any worship done. <laughs> he was just causing too much of a ruckus at the church. Also, I was really I, high when I came up with this, yeah. but I still think it's a good bit. But see, so do I, because I'm really high, like, right now. <laughs> yeah. And I just think it's funny that, like, everyone's there at church, and he's trying, he's trying to, the priest is there. It's always like a low key priest. And he's so, like, so I leave with you. but there's one just like loud ass motherfucker in yeah. the speed in the middle. Yeah, you know, but just going way hard with it. Let me just get this out of the way. So if you are watching, listening now, or listening later when you come across yes. it, if you did not find that joke funny, get really really high and watch it again yes that okay. will help okay. that will help yes it'll definitely help yeah and also you know there's no official rule but most catholic churches won't let you bring a monkey in 
<laughs> I mean, nowhere in the Bible does it say, hey, no monkeys. No. But it's just sort of like an unspoken rule that, like, hey, let's go. Like, like Joe Exotic didn't go to church with his tigers and Speed Racer got, you know, he would bring, he would bring a, like, what, Chim Chim. Yeah. You know, you can't bring Chim Chim. Well, technically, Speed Racer would just go to church. And Spritel and Chim Chim would follow him and sneak yeah. into the church. It is now time to get out the Holy Communion. What? <laughs> and, and then, like, you know, out of the vestibule pop. Yes. A young boy and a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that, that's my uh, that's my really high speed racer joke, and I, I'm vaguely proud of it. Yes. Honey. Yes. We still have a full show to get to. We've got uh, a bunny verses. We've got a really good chap. And we have to talk about a movie, uh, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> let, me give you, let me give you a hint about this movie. Um, there's a bunch of people in this movie. The only one that I care about is Jonathan Byers from Stranger Things. Because yeah. he, has, he has one of the weirdest faces I've ever seen on an actor. Well, I was also thinking that the, the set of clones that we were talking about last week he yes. is in the. He is the next one in succession from that. Yeah, it's like a. It's like if Steve Buscemi had a baby with a Green Goblin. Yes. Uh, Willem Dafoe, and then their child would be Jonathan Byers from Stranger Things, but his accent is straight out of Hee Haw. <laughs> yes. It, oh my God! The fucking he would accent. Take the accent seriously, but he's mm. basically. Well, how to do? I don't be one of them mutants, oh. Yeah, huh? It's just, dude, shut the fuck up, Jonathan Byers. But anyway, uh, but before we get to any of that, maybe we should take a break. Should we take a break? We should take a break. All right, I concur. We will be right back with more of the Pope on Film after this. Do 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 do. I think. I mean, we. I mean, we will, right? I mean, we are going to be back. Are we going? Are we going to be back? This isn't like. Have we been canceled? Is this it? Is this the end? Are we all going to die? No. You know what? You know what? Hey, hey, we'll be back. We'll be back. Just, just trust me. We'll be, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll be back. If you really want to hear about it. First thing you probably want to know is where Bob was born and what Bob's lousy childhood was like and how Bob's parents were occupied and all before they had Bob and all that on TV. 
You got a catcher? Yes. The catcher's name? Today. Today. And tomorrow's pitching. Now you've got it. That's all. St. Louis has got a couple of days on the team. Well, I can't help that. All right. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Got a catcher? Yes. I'm a good catcher, too, you know. I know that. I would like to play for the St. Louis team. Well, I might arrange that. I, I would like to catch. Now, I'm being a good catcher. Tomorrow's pitching on the team, and I'm catching. Yes. Tomorrow throws the ball, and the guy up bunts the ball. Yes. Now, when he bunts the ball, me being a good catcher, I want to throw the guy out at first base, so I pick up the ball and throw it to who? Now, that's the first thing you've said right. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Well, that's all you have to do. Is to throw it to first base. Yeah. Now, who's got it? Naturally. Who has it? Naturally. 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 Okay. Now you've got it. I pick up the ball and I throw it to naturally. I know, you he... don't. You throw the ball to first base. Then who gets it? Naturally. Okay. All right. I throw the ball to naturally. You don't. You throw it to who? Naturally. Well, that's it. Say it that way. That's what I said. You did not. I said I throw the ball to naturally. You don't. You throw it to who? Naturally. Yes. So I throw the ball to first base and naturally gets no, it. No, you throw the ball to first base. Then who gets naturally. it? Naturally. That's what I'm saying. You're not saying that. Excuse me, folks. All right, I'm sorry, friend. I throw the ball to naturally. You throw it to who? Naturally. Naturally, we'll say it that way. That's what I'm saying. Don't get excited now. Don't get I excited. I throw the ball to first base. Then who gets it? He better get it. All right, now don't get excited. Take it easy. Hmm. Huh. Now I throw the ball to first base. Whoever it is drops the ball so the guy runs to second. Mm -hmm. Who picks up the ball and throws it to what? What throws it? I don't know. I don't know. Throws it back to tomorrow. A triple play. Yeah, it could be. Another guy gets up and it's a long fly ball to be called. Why? I don't know. He's on third and I don't care. What was that? I said, I don't care. Oh, that's a shortstop. <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Steve, and today we're going to be writing songs for people, random people, at the Home Depot. Hope you like it. Check out my hair. My hair is awesome. Check out my hair. My hair is awesome. Uh. I'm showing off in a red shirt. I'm showing off. In a red shirt, check me out. I am really awesome, and I'm showing off in a red shirt. Lady getting something from the trunk. No way does she have her stuff. Did she drop something? No, she's picking up trash. Picking up trash that's on the street. Picking up trash, trash lady. I want to do you all night long. I am normal, I am normal, conform, conform, I am normal, check out my shirt. I love khaki shorts, and I'm secretly in love with my best friend, and my khaki shorts. Getting in the van, getting in the van, driving away, driving away, driving away in my van. Are you a woman in the Utah area looking for ugly clothing? Then stop on down to the Black Dress Warehouse. We are Utah's leading supplier of black or dark gray dresses. Do you want to look like a housewife? Do you want to look like a woman who is suffering depression or is possibly mourning the loss of a, of a loved one? 
or perhaps you're a woman being haunted by the grim specter of death. If you are, then come on down to Black Dress Warehouse. We sell black dresses, and that's it. Off of Route 9 and Main Street, Black Dress Warehouse. You don't have to imagine that we're back. Because we are. And we're back with more of the Pope on film. Funny. Yes. Are you ready for another exciting episode of Funny Verses starring the incomparable, the illustrious, the some third thing, Bunny Williams? Are you ready? Are you pumped? Are you amped? Are you jazzed? Are you psyched? Are you primed? Are you ready and raring to go? Are you ready to do it? To do it to it? To get those goals? Are you, are you ready, Bunny? Yes. Ooh, they gave me chills. They gave me goosebumps. <laughs> so without any further ado, it's time once again for Bunny Versus. And now here is your host, Bunny Williams. Take it away, Bunny. Yeah, so when I went on break, I brought my tablet so I could check out the feed. And I saw that there was a notification from Facebook saying for some copyright thing. And I'll, you know, I'll find out later, you know. Uh, but they said something like they were blocking the feed or they were blocking part of the feed. I'm not exactly sure what they were on about. But I was able to see the rest of the feed. Huh. I, I was seeing it, but then I got out to check something. And when I tried to go back in, it wasn't there. Huh. Uh, you know what this might be. Might be God trying to stop us because we're trying to talk about the new mutants. It it may be, but it's recording in Zoom and it's recording in the so in the streaming software. I I'm, I'm making a backup. Mess oh. with that divine being. Huh. Well, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, it is. That's lame. Man, it, it, last week and this week, I've gotten people excited about watching the show only for it to be uh, difficult to share. Man, I'm trying. You know? I mean, but, they, but they're saying that just because I put the fucking title in the description? Because we haven't streamed that yet. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. They can't fucking know that I'm going to... I mean, I'm going to stream it. I'm going to stream the yeah. trailer. Yeah. When we get there. But they don't fucking know that yet. 
So, so they're doing that just off the fact that in the description, I have the words "the New Mutants." I guess, yeah. That is fucked up beyond belief. Yeah, it is. And second, it's a trailer. The only other thing, first of all, I, I, I can't believe that they would know that I'm going to stream it. Yeah. When I haven't streamed it yet. Yeah. So that's too creepy to actually really spend any time thinking about. Yeah. The only thing I could it could possibly be was the Abbott and Costello bit that I had in the break. Are you fucking telling me that that's that who's on first is not public domain? Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, this sucks. But there was a resume button and I clicked on that. So that might bring it back up. Okay. Uh, it looks it. I'm seeing the bunny versus screen. Yeah. It, well, it's, at least it's on my stream. Yeah. Uh, but you have admin rights too, so it should be on yours either. I don't fucking know. I don't. <laughs> I, don't I don't see anything. Hey, Jeannie, when you have a second, come check your Facebook. And go to the Pope on Film group. But anyway, let's just let's not worry about it. The show is still getting done. So, yeah. how are you, sir? Uh, uh, I don't know. Pretty good, I guess. Um, I can't sleep all the way through. Uh, I'm having a really hard time sleeping. I'm assuming this is my PCSD, yeah. coronavirus stress disorder, but just both Natasha and I have some health concerns. They're not health issues. They're not health problems. We have some health uh, concerns. Yes. So we are uh, dealing with those. It's it's not that my chest hurts. It doesn't yeah. hurt, and it's not pain. I my chest isn't in pain. It's just I'm aware of my chest now. Yes. It, it's it's like. I. It's like I have to. You're looking for our feed. I I have to pay attention to my eyes. I am conscious of my eyes. I have had eyesight problems my entire life. I am aware of my eyes. I am aware of my eyesight. And yeah. I find it fascinating that there are people out there that aren't aware of their eyes. They just have perfect vision. They've always had perfect vision. They don't have to think about their eyesight constantly. Yes. The same thing with my lungs. I have asthma. I have to think about my breathing 
in everything I do. The kids want me to play with them and run around. And I have to think about that. And I consciously think about my lungs and my breathing. And I've never had to think about my chest before, but after getting coronavirus, I, I, I don't know. It feels weaker. It feels there. I, I am aware of my chest. I'm like, oh, hi, chest. Okay, you're yeah. a thing now. You know, like if I went to a theme park and there was this big ass roller coaster, I don't think I'd go on it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'd be like, you know what? I don't know if I can handle that. And there are some days where I'm absolutely fine, and there are some days where I'm like, hey, Maxwell. Eleanor, try not to fight with each other. I don't want to get angry at you guys and uh, lose my temper because of my chest. And they're like, okay, your chest, we get that. We'll be really super nice to each other today. And and it's just, it, it, this is suddenly a thing. Sometimes it, it doesn't hurt, but it feels like Maxwell is sitting on my chest. Yeah. It doesn't hurt. It's just a sort of pressure. It's there. It's something that keeps you aware yeah. of it. Suddenly my chest is there, and most of the time I'm able to, to function and live a, a, have a normal day, and it doesn't bother me. It's just that sleeping freaks me the fuck out now. Yeah. And so I will go to sleep. I, I used to be like, you know what, I'm a little bit tired. Maybe I'll try and go to sleep, but now I wait. I, I'm not going to sleep until much, much later because I have to wait until I'm absolutely positively 100%. Absolutely, I'm about to fall on the floor exhausted before I go to sleep. And even then, I will be waking up three to seven times a night. Yeah. So that's been exciting. That's been fun. But uh, but besides that, I think everything's been doing good. Um the kids are doing good at school. Uh, Bella's doing okay, but uh, she's taking a Native American history class, and that's really great because yeah. uh, Bella already doesn't like America. Oh, okay. But, but now she's getting, you know, she's getting reasons. Yeah. And she's learning about all these things like, oh, we did this? Yeah. What? How come I haven't been taught about this? You know, like, so so that's been fun. Uh, what happened this week? Uh, Natasha has been uh, uh, doing a bunch of interviews. Okay, good. A ton of interviews for a new job that will get her and I really good, high quality health insurance where the company will pay for 100% of it. Nice. It's just uh, apparently the job is really serious. So she did an interview and then she did another interview and then she did a panel interview and then she had to take this super long test. And that's where we are right now. It's a lot of hoops to jump through in order to get the job, but we're hoping that, that there are so many hoops because um this job is legit and serious yeah you know and will allow me to then go to the doctor and go what is all of this <laughs> all of it so uh fingers crossed about that uh yeah 
But besides that, that's it. Natasha has been um, fighting uh, holidays. All of them? Yeah, for, for not Halloween. Okay. I mean, she's, she's been fighting back against religious holidays. We don't really celebrate Easter in the house. Because, like, oh, okay, well, we're not Christian, and, and uh, the only thing we ever liked about Easter were the chocolate marshmallow eggs. And so yeah. we celebrate Easter in the fact that sometime around Easter, we'll have about 20 of those in the house, 20 cartons of marshmallow eggs. But besides that, we don't celebrate Easter. Kids don't know who the Easter Bunny is. Uh, but, but Natasha has so, – so we celebrated Canadian Thanksgiving. Okay. So we had Thanksgiving, we had a Thanksgiving in October. Fun fact: the Charlie Brown uh, Thanksgiving special. Yeah, they play it before a Charlie Brown. Uh, it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown in Canada. Uh huh. So that makes sense. That's really interesting to me. So we already had Thanksgiving. So Natasha is one hundred percent convinced that that uh, this Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, we're, it's just going to be a regular day because we already had our Thanksgiving. We had Canadian Thanksgiving. So I don't know what's going to happen this Thanksgiving, but I'll tell you what I'm really excited for. Uh, I'm really excited for this year's Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Is it going on? I thought I heard it was canceled. <clears throat> Is it going on? Yes. There, but there will be no crowd. Yeah. There will be no audience. Uh, the balloons will be carried by vehicles instead of massive teams of like 50 people huddled together close to each other holding ropes. That's all gone. They're going to be carried by vehicles. The parade route is now only one single block, the block right in front of the Macy's department store. Yeah. And so this all seems like a big train wreck mess, and I'm really excited to watch it. And the and uh, the part that I'm really excited about is usually it the parade starts, and it takes an hour for the parade for the parade to reach the end of the route, which is right in front of the Macy's department store. And so in the first hour, they fill it with. Uh, live musical performances from the shows that are on Broadway. Well, they can't do that now because uh, of the pandemic and there are no plays on Broadway right now. Broadway is shut down. Broadway is dead. So they're pre-recording all of the Broadway segments and they are getting some uh, shows that aren't around anymore. I think Rent is going to do a number. (laughs) Hamilton is definitely doing a number, which is surprising because like... it's just not a thing anymore. I think Lin-Manuel Miranda is coming back for that. And I'm really excited to see a musical number from the Alanis Morissette musical, Jagged Little Pill, because I love Alanis Morissette. She's fucking yeah. amazing. Uh, uh, well, Natasha, I, I think they should still do the parade. They just need to be a little more creative, you know. On uh, every float, There'll be a Jumbotron, and whoever would normally be on the float, they, they would just be on the Jumbotron instead, just like waving, you know? Yeah. 
just in their pajamas, just like here's Sybil Shepherd. Yeah, here's Lady Gaga, and she's like in fucking curlers on a float. So I'm really excited to see what happens there. And they're going to be showing, I believe they're also going to be showing scenes from past Macy's Thanksgiving Day parades. Yeah. So that should be exciting. Uh, my favorite, my favorite moment in the history of Macy's Thanksgiving Day parades is uh, uh, Cartoon Network had a show called, um, an animated show called Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. And they had a float and it was a home and uh, the the home was pushed through the parade and all of the characters were puppets and they yeah. sang the song. People, let me tell you about my best friend. He's something, something, something yeah. and something. And they sang that song. And then the next year, they had the exact same float and the float stopped. And the puppets came out, and they sang the exact same musical number two years in a row. They did; it was the exact same float and the exact same musical number. So then, when the third year came around, I'm like, I wonder if Foster's Home from Imaginary Friends is going to be on here, and I wonder if they're going to do the same song that they've done for two years in a row. And sure enough, here comes Foster's Home for Imaginary Pets, Imaginary Friends, and it's the same damn float. And then the music starts, and I'm like, oh, my God, they are going to do the same song again. This will be the third <laughs> year in a row that they do. And, and the puppets show up, and it's, people, let me tell you about my best friend. He's a, And then there's a record scratch. Oh, I lost And uh, uh, Rick Astley starts playing, and he comes out. And it's the it, it it's it's now it's the the moment lives in infamy infamy now as like the world's biggest Rick roll. Yes, yes, I remember that one. Yeah, that, and also there was one year where uh where uh like all of the Mar they had this massive set of all of New York City and all of the Marvel superheroes and villains were there. It was when I was a really young kid. Yeah. And it was, it was Doctor Doom and the Red Skull and Magneto and oh look it's the Avengers and the X-Men and they're going to fight them and here's I don't know Gloria Gaynor singing I Need a Hero. Yeah. Or whatever but that one was also one of my favorites. Oh and of course the year that Cheech released a kids album. <laughs> Cheech released a kid's album called Cheech the School Bus Driver, and it was really bad, but that year Cheech was on a float, and it was a giant school bus, and he was there singing his uh, theme song. My name is Cheech, and I am a school bus driver. It was really bad. <laughs> but I went and bought the CD, and I, I, I bought the cassette tape of Cheech the School Bus Driver, and yeah in english and the second side is in spanish and it's it's still really bad and apparently in tucson arizona on one specific radio station for like 25 years on the first day of school at 7 a.m this one radio station in tucson arizona always starts off their broadcast day at 7 a.m on the first day of school with the cheech the school bus driver song yeah so Cheech released a, a kids album that no one remembers except everyone in Tucson, Arizona. Yeah, really weird. You know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that's gonna that's gonna kind of fuck up my ritual if they don't have the parade. I just yeah. think that that they're just not being creative enough. I, I I think if they do this right, this could be the best Thanksgiving Day parade ever. I mean, really, imagine again a jun- right in front of the bandstand where the MCs would usually be. They pull out a giant jump jumbotron. And it's the cast of Hamilton, and they're going to do a number, except it's all just one big Zoom meeting. Did you lock up? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be neat. I really like what TV, like, I like Stephen Colbert. I kind of like him more when he's coming from his dad, and he's a little bit drunk. Yes. You know? I, I I liked except I don't think that I think that Stephen Colbert Stephen Colbert needs an audience. He's much better with an audience, I think, and that's that I yeah. think that detracts from the show. But I but I like the difference when it's not an entire audience laughing; it's his wife and kids. You know, and he keeps mentioning his wife, and and yeah. like there was one he kept pulling out a T-shirt cannon, and he's shooting the shirts at his kids, yeah, and his wife, and it's just I like that. I like that from home feeling. And Seth Meyers has been really was really great because he was from his parents' attic, and he had like a yeah. A, old picture of a sea captain that started talking to him and that was a lot of fun. And I always like last week tonight, but I like it so much better when there's no audience. Yeah. It's just John Oliver in an empty void talking straight to you, and he doesn't have to stop because of some uh, laughter in the audience. He can just go right through, and I've just loved it, you know? And I really like how creative everyone has been during the pandemic, doing things from home and stuff like that. So I'm super excited about this Macy's Parade because it's going to be a train wreck, and I'm going to love it. (laughs) Super going to love it. But now if I I were going to rank them... I think Seth Meyer and John Oliver have done the best. Yeah. With the at home thing. And for John Oliver, come on. What's the fucking difference? And also, uh, his Samantha desk B- is not as nice. Samantha B has been doing her show from the woods near her house. She did that for like three months. That was so cool. Yeah, I missed that. Yeah, oh no, yeah, last week, uh, uh, yeah, Samantha B, full frontal, that's it, full frontal, yeah, full frontal with Samantha B, yeah. that was a whole bunch of fun, because she was just coming from the woods, and like, the camera person were, was her husband, and there were cue cards being held up by her kids, and it's just, that was really cool, I liked that. Yeah. And I'm also really excited to watch the national dog show right after the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, now that I know that this show was specifically created because of Best in Show. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you're not supposed to be in the house. Okay? Well, maybe if you didn't do this. Well, yeah, that's a good point. Here, take baby. Fix that. Bring Please baby don't up. kitty kitty. Yeah, okay. So how are you, bunny? But yeah, see the the only problem with the dog show is that is that I'm too old to incorporate that into my Thanksgiving ritual. 
you know, I'm I'm kind of booked. You know? Yeah. I got yeah. the parade to watch, and after the parade, it's March of the Wooden Soldiers. Yes. And then after that, it's it's the original King Kong. King Kong. Then the original Mighty Joe Young. Mighty Joe Young. Yeah. And then it would be Son of Kong. Yeah. And yeah. now there are just like so many more King Kong movies. Yeah. You know? So like after all that, we can go on to the Jeff Bridges King Kong. Or the the uh who the fuck Peter Jackson. Who's Peter Jackson, right? Peter Jackson's yeah. King Kong? Kong Skull Island. Kong Skull Island. Really like that. That has uh, Captain uh, Captain Marvel and Loki in it. Yes, it does. And Nick Fury. Yes, it does. And Nick Fury. You know, so so yeah, to try to squeeze a dog show in there. Kind of book solid on 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 Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's a good point. You know. Also watch APE, aka Attack of the Giant Horny Gorilla. Yes, true. Yeah, true. Kill that hairy son of a bitch. But you know what? I did watch a couple of things. I did watch. Hmm. One, I think, is a kind of good tie-in to this fucking movie. Uh, okay, now this one I'm gonna have to rewatch. I really kind of liked it, but I don't think I really got it. But I watched Us. Oh, I love that movie. You know, but oh. but I feel like I feel like there were parts of the plot that I was missing. But other, I think Jordan Peele's a fucking genius. Yeah, you he know, is. and and he's one he of is. those surprising geniuses because he's a comedian. Yeah, you know, it was just like, and I know I've said this before, but it was just like finding out Peter Jackson was doing Lord of the Rings, and I was like. The yeah. fucking Meet the Feebles guy? Really? Yeah. I mean, certainly Jordan Peele was on, wasn't on that level, but, you know, he was a comedian. Yeah. You know, I mean, and this is like, this is... His mastery of horror is, is like... I, I'm really taken away with it, you know? Yeah. So, like, I really enjoyed Us, but I think there are a few fucking more layers there that I was missing. You know? Yeah. So, I'm going to go back to that a couple of times. Cool. You know, but it was really... Yeah. I saw that three times in theaters, or maybe four. Yeah. But I, 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 I know I saw it three times. Yeah. Yeah, I love that movie. The other thing... That I watched this week. And just a couple of days ago. But I broke down and I watched Ice Pirates. <laughs> Such a great cast. Such a great fucking cast. But now, just by chance, okay? Okay. Because this is one of those movies that Gene, that I put on. Something that, that I hope Jeannie will like as we eat dinner and things like that. And she has a very short window before she has to go to bed for a movie. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, you know, she I already know she likes this movie. I haven't seen it. I was, I was gonna, you know, it's a good choice to put on. 
you know, so we'll tend to eat and we'll take a cigarette break after eating and pause the movie. So we're watching Ice Pirates and I pause the movie. And it was one of the guys on the Imperial ship, like he was on the bridge and he was sitting behind a monitor screen. And it wound up freeze framing on him and I'm looking at his monitor and I'm like, that's fucking rollerball. He's watching rollerball. And even if, I mean, he's, he's obviously a higher up in the empire or whatever the fuck they were, the bad guys, or he would not be on, he would not be part of the bridge crew of this ship. Yeah. And he was watching some futuristic sporting event. I don't think he should be doing that while he's on duty. Yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. Even if we forget, like, it's fucking rollerball, which I had a hard time getting over. It's like, he's fucking watching rollerball. <laughs> and it was, like, so clear. And that happens later on in the movie, too. The, the football player guy you were talking about last week, he sits down yeah. for a moment, turns on the TV, and he's watching rollerball. And I, I, oh, I hey, was so curious about that like like why why rollerball you know and i couldn't find any references to all i could find is people saying hey in this scene it's rollerball and it was like i know that like what made them decide to insert yeah. rollerball into this hmm. movie regardless of how how much sense it made or not. Yeah. Mm. Which is much like yeah, well, this I... week's movie where they kept sneaking in shots from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, that just... that just I, I felt that that was cheap. I felt like, you know, it, some young director and he's doing a thriller and he wants to let you know that he's taking this seriously. So I better put a shot of a Hitchcock movie in here. Yeah. You know, so it's like, hey, I'm making a teen horror film. I better put some Buffy in there. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah way, way to telegraph it. Yeah, I actually have more to say on that, but I'll save that for later. And, you know, last week I talked my ass off because I was overtired, feeling really manic and really high. So this would be a good one. To, I don't have much else to say about this week, you know. Um, you know, those were a couple of movies I've seen. Um, that's about it. So... Hmm, what was the catch, catchphrase last week? I kind of liked it. Uh, I I do not remember. Oh, uh, nonstick pads? Yes, please. Okay, there, there we go. Because there was a box of nonstick band-aids next to me. Okay. So until next week, this has been Buddy, Bunny Versus and... Non-stick pads? Yes, please. And nice. cut on that. On that.
Daddy! Yes? If you're like me, then you're no doubt a big fan of this podcast, The Pope on Film. I mean, who is it? But only real fans, true hardcore fans of this show would know uh, the two most important, most basic facts about the both of us, America's hot, hottest podcasting couple, Bunny and Steve. First and foremost, the first fact, which is about you, Bunny, and this is a totally really real and not made up on the spot fact, is yes. the fact that you, Bunny, are a screenwriter. And for the last couple of years, you have been making quite a living writing those Christmas movies for ABC Family and the Hallmark Channel. Yes. Usually involving some sort of a prince. So, Bunny, why don't you give us some titles of some of your latest Christmas movie scripts that you've been working on? Uh, I kind of put them off all to the last minute because they're not really that hard a script to write. Let's be honest. You, um, now you know what? I sort of figured that. Yeah. But they're... Currently for this season, it's um The Missing Elf. Okay. Missing uh, and basically coming up with the screenplay I have several bowls with different words and I will draw from them Uh, so it would be like I'll go in the first bowl and it would be like mother and the next bowl might be single or dad you can get from that you know then um how many children would come out of the bowl and what is special about the child like is it super intelligent or something like that and some sort of christmas creature so i'll pull from that bowl it could be elf it could be reindeer anything like that this year it was elf okay um so it's a single mother with a very, very adorable young daughter who is a hunchback, okay? Um, And she has her favorite elf on the shelf, okay? And something happens this year. Her, Her asshole... I shouldn't spoil it so much, but her asshole boyfriend... You know, just threw a scotch bottle at her one night. Not, not the kid, the mother. You know, and it just yeah. busted right into the elf on the shelf. And the mom didn't know what to do with the elf on the shelf because it all smelled like whiskey. You know, so she threw it out. But now that it's Christmas time and the child realizes it's missing, she's, she's really, really upset in the way only a, a nine-year-old precocious humpback child can be. You know, so yeah. Yeah. that is the current work. Nice. I, 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 I'm excited to see that. It's very yeah. moving. It's very moving. Yeah. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. And the second thing that you would know about me is that I'm a lover of history. I love it. But I'm also a storyteller. So here's what I like to do at this point of the show. Find a story from the history books, maybe one that people don't know too well. 
and reword it via my own unique storytelling style. And so that's what this is, another educationally uneducational installment of Steve's Historic Approximations. Or SHAP, as I like to call it, repeatedly, annoyingly, whether anyone wants me to or not. Personally, I like the name SHAP. It's short, but it packs a lot of punch. It's like a Sex Pistols album. But unlike the Sex Pistols, SHAP isn't full of a bunch of far-right-wing douchebags. Yes. So, there's that. Uh, people were like, oh, Johnny Rodden, seen here with a... Uh, Trump 2020 shirt? I'm so surprised at this. And it's like, yeah, it's not like punk music is usually full of a lot of angry white people. Wow, what a shock. <laughs> what? You need to tell me that punk music is comprised solely of uh, angry white males? What? <laughs> anyway, today on the old shappity shap shap, I have a story about a TV show, its success, and its recent failure that ended in a death a literal death oh so in japan japan is more known for game shows fun game shows crazy game shows people running from a giant boulder and getting hit in the nuts and dangling from a wire in fact back in the day in the early years of the podcast we would assign homework for the show and one of those homework assignments was a big playlist of Gap Japanese game shows. Yes. Like Takichi's Castle and people trying to climb up a slippery mountain and stuff like that. That was a lot of fun. Yes. You know? And there was uh, guys getting hit in the nuts and, and, and stuff. Um, Japanese game shows are fun. Whereas in America, for some reason, most of our game shows are men in suits reading questions. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, where is the fun in that? How come we can't have the fun Japanese game shows? Now, there are a few exceptions. Uh, Double Dare, Minute to Win, and Holy Moly, The Floor is Lava. And what used to be my own personal favorite, and the subject of this week's chap, Wipeout. Wipeout. Okay. Remember Wipeout with the, with the, the, the big balls? The big and people would jump on them and fall into the water? No. Well, Wipeout was a 2008 American game show. It aired on ABC for seven seasons. It was an hour-long show, 130 episodes. Wipeout was a show so successful that copycats are still being made to this day, like the USA Network game show Cannonball which looks pretty blatantly like a ripoff, and it's hosted by WWE's The Miz. But anyway, <laughs> Wipeout, the show Wipeout was an obstacle course show, and it ran from 2008 to 2014. Simple premise, regular Joes, regular everyday people jumping on giant rubber balls and hurting themselves while the two announcers, one funny and one serious, Talking crack-wise and whatnot. Uh, the funny one who wasn't in the original pilot but did appear for the first real episode was John Henson. And for me, that was a big draw because yes. I was a big fan of, of the, the soup. Skunk boy. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I used to watch The Soup a lot. He hosted that for four seasons or something like that, and I really grew a liking to him. So when I heard that uh, there was this show, Wipeout, and people are going to hurt themselves, I'm like, oh, maybe we'll watch that, and it's hosted by some guy. And John Henson. It's like, damn, that's the skunk. I'll, I'll watch yeah. that. So uh, by the time the second season of Wipeout premiered on ABC, to show you how popular this show was, Wipeout was the third most popular game show at the time. It was the third most popular game show on the planet. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about in America. We are beyond that. The third most popular game show on Earth. Mm -hmm. That is serious. That's fucking huge, right? Like, goddamn. It, it, the show premiered in summer of 2008. It was the highest rated premiere of any new summer show. It even beat the popular shows of the time, like America's Got Talent and Hell's Kitchen. It was such a hit that they released a number of video games and mobile games, and all of which are really? decent time waste. Who, who hosted yeah. it? Some guy with glasses and John Henson. Yeah, I don't I don't remember that. I remember the name. I remember the name and I remember a game show called Wipeout. If you saw a picture of it, you might remember. Yeah. If you saw a picture of it, you might remember. So here's the question that I was wondering, that I have wondered for quite a long time. If this show was so huge, if at one point in time it was the third most popular game show on in existence. Then how come it isn't available to watch like anywhere? It's not on Netflix. It's not on Hulu. It's not on Amazon. It, like, if it's so popular, such a huge ratings hit, then why can't I see it? Uh, and sometimes you'll go, "Oh, look at this! Wipeout is on Netflix," and you'll yeah. watch it, and it's some British guy. And it's like, <laughs> why? What the fuck am I watching? Well, here's the thing. Uh, ABC and Wipeout did something really smart here. Really clever. Uh, so, Wipeout was such a hit that all these countries are like, uh, hey, ABC, we are Argentina. The entire country is calling you. We are all of Argentina. And we've heard about your show Wipeout, and it sounds like a lot of fun. And here's a small amount of money. And uh, we want the broadcasting rights to broadcast in Argentina. And uh, um, normally that is what would happen. You know, ABC would say, okay, well, here's, we will take this money and you've got the broadcasting rights and you can broadcast Wipeout in Argentina. But what, but what Wipeout did was different. What Wipeout said, hey, Argentina... You can give us a small amount of money. We'll give you these episodes. But if you give us more money, how about you do your own wipeout? Okay. We, which is so, so they did that. So instead of getting a small amount of money for broadcasting rights, ABC started selling wipeout all across the planet. So now there's Wipeout Argentina, there's Total Wipeout on the BBC, Wipeout Australia, and strange fact, there's Wipeout Canada and Wipeout Quebec, which is really out, which is different from Wipeout Canada. 
So there's wipeouts all over the planet now, and that's why you kind of, why, you know, there's not, it's kind of difficult to find wipeout, where it's like, uh, hey, uh, we could sell the rights for these episodes of Wipeout to Netflix, but then that will uh, lower the amount of money. So many people will be watching Wipeout on Netflix that that will lower the amount of money that we can charge all of these countries. And hey, we might want to do a Wipeout Brazil. So no, Netflix, uh-huh. you have Wipeout. Here's British Wipeout. I've seen British Wipeout a bunch of times. It's a, a bit more serious. But they did, they did, a uh, Wipeout did just start a channel on Pluto. Okay. It's really weird. And it's Pluto TV is just a bunch of uh, streaming TV channels that just show one specific things over and over again. So yeah. there's a channel for Fail Army, and they just show fail videos with a couple of commercials in, in interspersed. There's a channel that just shows random episodes of Mystery Science Theater 3000, and there's one channel that just that now just shows American Wipeout. <laughs> so so. I might have to check it out. Yeah, so if you want to watch Wipeout, you can go to Pluto TV as long as you're okay with watching the same six ads over and over again. Because that does drive me insane and why I don't go to Pluto <laughs> a lot. So that's the story of Wipeout. Now here is some brand new, hot off the freaking presses news, Bunny. Are you ready yes. for that? Okay. Um, this literally, this story literally broke yesterday. Okay, okay? cool. I had another chat planned, but then this news hit, and I was like, I gotta talk about Wipeout now. So, uh, in April of 2020, in the middle of the pandemic, TBS, the cable station, Superstation TBS, which is a local TV channel in, what, Chicago? That said, what if we take this local TV station and just put it on cable and we'll call it a super station? So it's a Chicago TV channel and a cable channel all across the world. And I always thought that that was interesting. So I would always watch TBS on cable. It's like, oh, how weird. I'm watching Bozo the Clown for the first time in my life. is this i'm watching oh so this is harry carey yeah i Uh get more jokes now that's interesting oh look bill murray has shown up in the broadcast booth of a cubs game okay that sounds like something bill murray would do i i I feel like i'm a part of chicago (laughs) So, so tbs in april of 2020 announced they were doing a reboot of wipeout Okay. Yeah, so so it's a brand new wipeout with hosts John Cena, sure, and uh, Nicole Byers, who is the only reason to watch the show Nailed It on Netflix. Okay. I do not like cooking shows, but oh my god, Nicole Byer is amazing. She's fucking hilarious <laughs> woman. That just doesn't take people shit, and I, I, she's a really good reason to watch Nailed It on Netflix. And apparently, they started filming it because just yesterday the news broke 
that a contestant on the new Wipeout reboot completed the obstacle course and then fucking died. <laughs> the news broke yesterday, but apparently on Wednesday, November 18th, an unidentified man in his 30s completed the obstacle course, collapsed on the floor, required medics, and uh, he was rushed to a nearby hospital where he was then declared dead. The show stopped production on Thursday and Friday, and they had already planned to take the week of Thanksgiving off. And that's it. That's all the information that we know. They haven't released the guy's name or okay. why he died. Personally, I tried to get a quote from John Cena about this, but I couldn't find him. That guy is hard to find. Really? No, his catchphrase in the I... WWE was, you can't see me. Oh. So that was sort of a wrestling joke. <laughs> he would go, you can't see me. So it's like, hey, that's why they hired John Cena. They're like, oh, my God, somebody died. Who's the host of this? I don't know. I can't find him anywhere. <laughs> it's like the host just disappeared because they just can't see. Where's John Cena? Can somebody tell me where he is? There's there's no telling now the future of Wipeout. Like, is, Are they still going to do the show? I mean, they could, but it seems like in poor taste now. How far along were they in filming? Are they just going to stop it and not come back after Thanksgiving? Is John Cena without a job? I mean, there's no telling the future of this Wipeout reboot with a death under its belt. But my wife and I had a long conversation, and we think that the death might be COVID-related. Something tells me that when the story breaks about this guy dying, it's going to be... Hi, my name is John. I'm a computer programmer from Boston, and I'm excited to do Wipeout. Okay, John, tell us about yourself. Well, I got the coronavirus in March, but I defeated it, and now I feel healthy and 100% A-OK, and I'm ready to tackle this Wipeout course. Because (laughs) scientists are still trying to study, like, the after effects of the coronavirus because you catch the coronavirus and then you defeat it. Great. But there are long lasting health effects that they're yes. still trying to figure out. Like, like I have the coronavirus and now I feel good, but like, I'm not going to go run the New York city marathon now. No. And, and on top of it, the, the numbers for reinfection is climbing. So yeah. the whole concept so of system- herd immunity doesn't work now. Yeah. So I Not that it really did previous. Yeah. So I don't know why this guy died. They haven't released that. They haven't released his name or anything about him. But my money is on this guy had the coronavirus. And then yeah. he did wipe out. And then he died. Or maybe he had the coronavirus and he didn't tell anybody on the show and then he died. Because that's also a possibility. Yeah. But that's where my money is on. Anyway... That's the show Wipeout. I, I, after this, I'm definitely going to put on Pluto on my TV and watch a little bit of Wipeout because, God damn it, it's a fun show. It, it, <laughs> it, it, basically, it's basically, it was basically Holy Moly, but without the gulf. That's why I started watching Holy Moly. And I'm like, oh, so it's Wipeout with gulf. Okay, I'll watch that. Okay. And now, like, my whole family watches it, and we have a fun time every summer watching Holy Moly, the Wipeout Golf Show. So I, I, I live to see the day, the one game show that basically cut through all the bullshit, okay? It was a yeah. very short-lived game show 
that is what actually replaced Dark Shadows. When ABC took Dark Shadows off the air, they put on this game show called The Money Maze. The Money Maze. And the contestants would be a mother and a father against another mother and a father. And they would put them in a maze (laughs) and make them run through the maze and at different spots of the maze, they would get money. (laughs) Just money. There's $10,000 at stake every time our audience shouts, five, four, three, two, one, go. Welcome to the magical mystery of the money maze. And now here's our star, the master of the maze, Nick Clooney. Oh, this is interesting. And uh, you would get to fact, keep there, all the money that you found unless you, you had less than the other family. If you didn't beat the other family, then you lost all your money. Dude, is is the host Nick Clooney related to George Clooney? Because I can kind of see it. Probably not. But oh my god, that maze is huge. Look at that. Are you are you actually Jesus. looked it up? Yeah, no, I absolutely looked it up. This is a huge-looking set. Jeez. <laughs> um, one thing that I have learned about the internet, a lot of people are fucking obsessed with game shows. So yeah. I looked up game show The Money Maze, and sure enough, like there's a whole freaking Wikipedia about it. Awesome. I haven't seen it since back in the day. So like, I haven't seen this since I was like nine. <laughs> but like, there's nothing yeah. to... It's memorable because there's just nothing to it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it's likely that self-related costs, which included the rental fee for taping at a large studio for several days, and all of the overtime paid for setting up and striking the set and storing the set, played a deciding factor in the show's cancellation. According to uh, the producer, it, it was, quote, the first game show where the stage crew took home more money than the actual contestants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny. I need to see if I can find this show now because this looks fun. This looks like exactly the sort of thing that I would have gone nuts over when I was a kid. <laughs> you know? I, I, a I, weird, sad, crazy premise. That would have been fun. I liked it. I had a hard time liking it because it took Dark Shadows away, so I was already angry at the show. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's it for uh, Steve's Historic Approximations this week. Next week, we're going to be talking about the British pornographer that successfully took down Scotland Yard. Nice. And, it, and, it, and it's like it, one British pornographer successfully took down an entire uh, department in Scotland Yard. Like, good for you, dude. <laughs> yes. Good for you. You were running an illegal business, but damn, you, you, you fought the law and you won. Yes, you did. You don't get to say that a lot. So, like, good on you, mate. <laughs> And cut on that. Bunny! Yes. We still have a movie to get to. 
and talk about and take apart into small, tiny pieces. But before we get to that, maybe we should take a break. Should we take a break? We should take a break. All right. We will be right back with more of the Popon film after this. And break. 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 All right. I'm just cutting the sound and I'll be back. I will be back. We'll be right back with more. So stick around. Don't move. Just sit. Just just sit down and wait for the show to be back. I swear to God, if you if we come back for the show and you're not sitting there waiting, I swear to God, I will break you in half. I will break you in half. Don't you test me. Sit there and wait.
was in college at uh, Arizona State University, which really is as bad as pop culture has led you to believe. Yeah. And I I went into a class and I, that I just randomly picked, and it was like a um, American history in the 20th century, and it was just some random class I picked. And I walk into class, and it was so weird because my brother is four years older than me, so we were hardly ever in class together. We were hardly ever in the same school together. It yeah. was just the period in time where we never saw each other. But I walk into class, and the first person I see is my brother, and we had not talked about this. We just accidentally happened to take the same class together. Yeah. And I walk into class, my brother's there, and he's like, holy shit! And I'm like, holy shit! And we took this class, and apparently it was the teacher's first time ever teaching a class ever. Yeah. And he had a hard time with the class, and what he kept saying over and over again is, look, we're going to learn a lot of things, we're going to learn a lot about American history, and you're, I know what you're going to do. You're going to take this class, and you're going to do good, but then you're going to forget everything I said. You're going to forget everything I ever taught you. But if you remember one thing, remember this. It's going to be on every test. It's going to be the most important thing. I'm giving you the answer right now for one question on every test you take in this class. But just remember, the most important thing you can remember is that Albert B. Fall was the Secretary of the Interior during the Arctic Administration. <laughs> the infamous Teapot Dome scandal. And, and my brother and I looked at each other and said, okay, we're going to have to memorize this. Because apparently... <laughs> This is the most important thing ever. And it gets it, it and that was like in ninety that was like in the year two thousand. That was like sixteen years ago. Yeah. And he's been like a mirroring forty. And I'm living in Oklahoma and I have a wife and I have kids and I have this managerial job. And every once in a while I'll do story time and I'll go, kids, kids. We're gonna read a story. It's a Dr. Seuss story. You're gonna love it. But first we get to that, I want to talk about a character that you all love. No, I'm not talking about Spongebob. I'm talking about Albert B. Fall. You know who that is, kid? You don't? Well, he's only the Secretary of the Interior during the Harding administration who's responsible for the infamous Teapot Dome scandal. <laughs> I keep saying this one fucking no one has any fucking idea what it means except maybe Professor Sam Schmeeding and my brother. Yeah. Hey, Stick around. We'll be right back with more. So stick around. Don't move. Just sit. Just, just sit down and wait for the show to be back. I swear to God, if, you, if we come back for the show and you're not sitting there waiting, I swear to God, I will break you in half. I will break you in half. Don't you test me. Sit there and wait. Mm. Judge me by my size, do you? Mm. My penis you have not seen. Huge it is. Mm. Yes. Suck it, you will. Mm.
What's the last thing you remember, Danny? He said we had to run. The reason you survived is because you're a very uncommon girl. You're not alone. Not anymore. Do you know what mutants are? Would anyone like to share their first time? Rain? I was 13. I thought it was a dream. I just lost control. Sam? I started panicking. People got hurt. Roberto? My girlfriend had burned hair. Eliana? I killed 18 men. One by one. This isn't a hospital. It's a cage. It's important we find out your power so we can help you get better. I saw something. I don't think she wanted me to see. I don't think we're here to get better. This place takes your greatest fear. And makes you live through it until it kills you. Who's there? We can get out of this together. And we're back with more of the Pope on Film. Act three, buddy. Act three. Act three. <laughs> yes, Bunny, my friend, it is time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film podcast to casually stroll, saunter, amble, meander, mosey on in the third and final act of this podcast and for the uninitiated among us the third and final act is where we finally in eventually get around to discussing our all new high strength no artificial additives or preservatives movie of the week and this week we defy god herself by watching the movie that god tried to stop from being released the 2020 final fox x-men movie the new mutants Yes. Funny. Yes. What are your initial thoughts on this movie? Meh. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. I I I didn't exactly hate it. I didn't exactly love it. 
if it if it became a movie I wound up never watching again, that would not surprise me. If somewhere down the road it becomes like one of my favorite movies, like Scott Pilgrim did, that would not necessarily surprise me either. But I think in all, just kind of. Well, I read a bunch of reviews, and uh, I read a review somewhere. I don't remember where it's from, and I felt bad about that. But I read a review somewhere by someone, and it basically said that this is this feels like less of a big budget Hollywood movie and more like a pilot for some Netflix series. Yeah, frankly, I think and that kind of nails that it. That was accurate as fuck, right? Yeah. This is just like the hour and a half plot for the New Mutants TV show on, on like Hulu or some shit. It, it was series. Yeah, it, like some things I thought they did pretty well. Uh, other things I thought they did really horrendously. You know. Yeah. In all, I'm like, it was okay. Yeah. It didn't kill yeah. me. Yeah, and I, I read the New Mutants. I read the New Mutants so I could sit back and say, "Yeah, figures they let Cipher out." Of course, you fucking would. And how the hell would you represent Warlock on the screen anyway? Uh, Warlock, the I fucked up looking you, robot. Um, I can tell you exactly how their plan was. Because it's obvious when watching this movie that this was going to be a series of movies. Yeah. And uh, originally, the director, Josh Boone, had a plan for a trilogy. And the second one would be set in Brazil and would have been an alien invasion film featuring Warlock. And... He wanted Sasha Baron Cohen to play Warlock through motion capture. Interesting choice. So, so Josh Boone's idea was, we'll do three movies and each one will be a different kind of horror movie. So yeah. the first one is like a supernatural horror movie. The second one would have been like an alien horror movie. And the third one would have been an apocalyptic horror movie inspired by the Inferno storyline. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. So like in the, in the second one, um, Warlock was a bad guy alien who would end up teaming with the, the group or whatever. Yeah. But that was that was the plan for the future. In the second one, they would have gone to Brazil because that's where Sunspot's father is, and it would have been played by uh, Antonio Banderas. Okay. And like, okay, that would have that would have been all right. That would have seemed like a continuation. But that was all dependent on the fact that, oh yeah, that'll that'll be exactly what happens if this one is big. Yeah. And it wasn't. And and there was also the idea that, hey, Josh Boone said, hey, if this one takes off really well, then I'm pretty sure that just like Deadpool, 
uh, they'll incorporate the New Mutants into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, hey, New Mutants fans, just go out there and... Uh... Oh, wait, what was that? Oh, okay. Marvel doesn't fucking want us. So, <laughs> I guess this is a one-off, but this is obviously a movie that's leading to a bunch of other movies that could have actually been a lot better. Yeah. You know? But, yeah. But, but yeah. like, just the way they kind of set this up made some things not make sense to me. You know? Why is yeah, Ileana... Movie... Why is Ileana even fucking there? She's the daughter yeah, of Satan. I mean, she looks exactly... Oh, I thought they exactly nailed the fucking actress on her. Yeah, I thought magic. she looked. She looks exactly like magic. Yeah, it's it fucking great. Her 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 Russian accent, however, is a different story. But she yeah. doesn't look exactly like how the character is supposed to look. Yeah. Oh. Oh. This whole movie had accent problems. You know. Yeah. One hundred percent accent problems. There's also the fact that Sunspot is supposed to be like a like a a dark skinned person, and they're like, yeah, okay. I know that was something else that was really kind of bothering me because it looked like it looked like they were like, okay, so the New Mutants, it's it's really a very ethnically eclectic team. Um, yeah, how diverse do we really have to make them? You know, I mean, like, like it's, it's almost like the, I mean, I appreciated that they did in fact make them look ethnic, you know, but it still kind of looked like, like they looked for a borderline, like, there we go. They look ethnic. Stop right there. (laughs) You know, let's not push this any further. Huh? They got a white girl playing native. American girl, and they got like the whitest guy in the world to to be Roberto, who is dark skinned oh, Afro Brazilian heritage in the comic books, and they got mm-hmm. some fucking nice looking guy who's lighter than lighter skinned than me to be fucking an Afro Brazilian mutant. So fuck the that. only character from the comics that I actually thought was going to wind up doing better in the rest of the Marvel universe than he did. Because he was in the he he led up the the uh, Fallen Angel limited series, if you remember way uh, back then. Yeah, yeah. The one good thing that I re- remember from him is that I I don't know the X Men that well. I don't know the mutants that well. But the only way that I knew Sunspot is that I knew he was a mutant and he was a member of the New Mutants, and he was a member of the X-Men, but eventually yeah. he gave up being a superhero, and with his massive wealth, he bought AIM. Advanced Ideal Mechanics. And it's like, I've got a ton of money, how about I buy this like evil organization and make them good, which is what he did. And really? that's the only thing that I know that he did in Marvel. Well, it's impressive. <laughs> yeah. I did not know that. I yeah, didn't know uh, that. But come on, all throughout accents were a fucking problem. You already mentioned Sam Guffrey's accent, the Stranger Kid, Stranger Things kid. Oh yeah, uh Cannonball, yeah. Like like I didn't know who any of these actors were. I had to like look them all up. Like I, I don't know any of these faces. I didn't know Game of Thrones, so it's like, yeah. okay, I know that the werewolf is Game of Thrones. 
That's all I know. I don't know who she played. Maybe, I don't know if she played game Which, or if she played Throne. But she the, played one of them. The wolf girl? Yeah. Oh, okay. Macy Williams. She was one of the Starks in Game of Thrones. Okay. I never, I never saw it because it's difficult to watch adult stuff when you've got like 300 kids like I do. Yeah, well, I'm not terribly, I'm not terribly surprised because I really kind of like the performances she put in throughout the movie you know it she was one of she was one of the highlights of the movie i thought it you know says a lot about this movie that the star of the film has like fifth billing yeah and so at the end of the movie like here's the stars uh secondary actor secondary actor secondary actor secondary actor and the star because like no one knows who blue hunt is yeah, like, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't know who that is. I think no. she's on some CW show, but beyond that, I have no idea who Blue Hunt is as uh, uh, Danny. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, the stars were uh, Game of Thrones and uh, uh, Jonathan Byers from Stranger Things. And uh, Magic, who did a really good, who, despite her freaking uh, Russian accent, I think she did a really good job, and she looks like the character, and I like the way that they uh, explain the look of, like, like, yeah, I can teleport, but FYI, I teleport by going into, like, this evil demon hell dimension. Yeah. It's the freaking worst. I like the fact that you got to actually see Lockheed. Yeah. And it's like, She's talking to a puppet. Damn it, I really hope you get to actually see Lockheed, because he's one of my favorite characters. I used to read the original run of Excalibur, and I really dug that. And Kitty yeah. Pride had Lockheed, and I loved Lockheed. Like That was fucking awesome. So I like that you get to see Lockheed and all of that, but... And, and I'm like, wait a second. Who plays uh, Ileana? Who plays Magic? Because like I know I've seen her from somewhere, so I looked it up. And yeah, I was shocked, Bunny. She starred in one of the biggest movies of 2019, Playmobil the movie. <laughs> really? Well, okay. She well, I can. Star, she was the star Playmobil. Then movie has the worst opening ever for a movie playing in over 2,300 screens. It is the absolute worst. <laughs> I love it so much it's so horrible and it's like oh shit you were in Playmobil she had a musical number yeah yeah in Playmobil the movie so anyway uh, buddy um, yes before we discuss the movie anymore we did an entire shap about the new mutants before did the we? new mutants Came out, yes, this chap, Steve's historic approximation. Specifically, it was the Pope One film, episode 260. That was the pandemic chip death episode. Okay. Where, where I was like, hey, uh, normally I try and be kind of professional and I wouldn't eat during the podcast, but there's a pandemic and we can all die. So fuck it. I will be eating Lay's potato chips during this entire show. Because it doesn't matter because there's a pandemic and we could all die. So fuck it. I'm eating chips. It was the pandemic chip death episode. It was also the start of the summer of Fred Willard. An entire summer. Okay. 
Fred Willard movies, and it was super fun. Funny. Trivia question. Can you tell me the last movie we did before the summer of Fred Willard? This movie we did before the summer. Let's see if I can find... Uh, oh, yeah, it's right here. Okay. So... Okay, uh, well, give me give me a hint. What was the first Fred Willard movie that we did? Harold and Kumar go to the White Castle. I am really well versed in everything yeah, I don't, I don't from this it. podcast, from episode two hundred two hundred and forty three on to our current episode. I am well versed in on film knowledge and that's because for the longest time i would get pieces of paper and staple them and write them on a clipboard but eventually i'm like i'm going through way too much paper for this podcast and i asked my wife for a a notebook and she gave me one and so i started putting all of the notes on there so uh episode 243 we 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 talked about the canceling of terry gilliam uh yeah Steve Stubbs of the week because the pandemic wasn't a thing yet. So I watched. I miss Steve Stubbs a lot. Yeah, Uh, Steve's historic approximations that week was a Russian rib music. That was such a good one. And the movie was tickled. Tickled. Okay. Next week we did hands on a hard body, and I discussed Heathcliff the musical. So suddenly. From episode 243 on, I am well-versed in our podcast. I I know so much more about our podcast when I'm writing in a notebook. So the last movie that we did before the summer of Fred Willard was such a good fucking movie, VHS. VHS, okay. Loved that movie. So much fun. Found footage, 80s, cable music, cable television movie made for about half a million bucks. Love yeah. that film so much. Um, so here's a, sum- a quick summary of the shaft that we did for episode 260. Okay, so Josh Boone, he's an indie filmmaker. He got his big break with the 2014 teen romantic drama The Fault in Our Stars. It was made for like $5 million, and it made like 300-something million dollars at the box office. It was such a huge hit that suddenly all of Hollywood wanted a piece of him, and 20th Century Fox went to him and said, hey, uh, Josh Boone, he does teen drama, and we're thinking of doing a New Mutants movie, and he would be, uh, uh, maybe we should go to him and see if he wants to do a New Mutants movie. And as it turns out, Josh Boone is a huge fan of X-Men and the New Mutants, so Fox, is a, Fox announces, hey, we're doing a New Mutants film. In, in, we're starting it right now in 2015, which isn't a good sign. So josh boone wanted it to be a dark dark gory horror film and this got the studio scared but they did say hey marvel fans new mutants look for it in theaters in 2018 again not a good sign because it just came out so uh they make the movie and it's done in 2017 boom oh but wait uh the studio says they want to do reissues so uh you you still gotta wait fans but okay boom now we're done. Oh, wait. 
Sorry, guys, the studio wants reshoots of the reshoots. Okay, now we're done. And Fox shows a preview at Comic-Con 2017, and people are still like, hey, we still don't have a date yet. You promised 2017. Where's the movie? You promised 2017. We got a preview at Comic-Con, but still, it's, you know, June. There's no date. There's It's August. There's no date. It's October. The year is ending. You promised us New Mutants in 2017. Where's New Mutants? And so finally, Fox says, okay, New Mutants coming out in January 2018. Yeah. And the fans are like, okay, well, you promised us 2017, but okay, I guess we got a date now, February 2018. But then, oh, wait, then that means that it'll be in theaters when Deadpool 2 comes out. There'll be like two mutant movies, and we can't do that. So, uh, okay, we got to push it again. Uh, um, here's the new date. Uh, March or April? Let's say April. April 2018. <laughs> this will allow us to do some more reshoots of the reshoots of the reshoots because Fox is scared shitless of releasing an R-rated, gory, teen, mutant, horror, comic book, romance movie because this shit's never fucking happened before. Yeah. So this whole time, 2017 to 2018, fans are getting upset, but the studio says, hey, fans, we hear you, okay? We hear you online. We hear you. We understand your frustrations, but hey, it's okay. All of the reshoots that we're doing are just to satisfy you fans and make the movie even scarier and give you fans more of what you want. So don't worry. It's going to be worth it. But then in March of 2018, Disney bought Fox, and while they're going over all of the movies that Fox was working on, they find out, oh, look at this. There were no reshoots. Yeah, okay. Fox didn't reshoots for the new mutants there were no reshoots there were no reshoots of the reshoots there were no reshoots of the reshoots of the reshoots and no reshoots were ever planned fox was just scared to release this fucking movie and kept coming up with excuses so that they could postpone it and now people say that oh what they were probably doing was waiting for a streaming service to show up that they could like that, that like oh well maybe if we postpone it long enough maybe we can i don't know sell it to hulu or amazon or something i don't know because we can't release this in theaters yeah so so then the fans are like well that's it sucks that we were being lied to for the last couple of years but hey um april 2018 is right around the corner. You're still going to do that, right, Disney? But then Disney saw the movie and we're like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> now we know why Fox didn't release the movie because no one will want to see this <laughs> in theaters. Even like, New Mutants fans will be disappointed in this. So uh, Disney pushes it to August 2019. And August 2019 comes and goes, and there's no X-Men. There's no New Mutant movies. X-Men fans are going insane. They're screaming. They're having walloping shit fits. And Disney, at the end of 2019, finally says, look, okay, we know that you want this movie, so fine. We will do reshoots, actual reshoots. Sure, it's many, many years now after this movie was made, but we're going to do reshoots. We're going to tone it down, and... Uh, we promise, no more delays, no more screwing over, you X-Men fans. We will release this movie, barring an act of God. This movie will come out in April of 2020, and we are comfortably saying this will 100% happen 
here in December of 2019, where we have no clue of the horrors that will await mankind in 2020. And at this point in time, God stepped in, God who was played by Alanis Morissette, and she just got tired of watching X-Men, X-Men 2, X-Men Unlimited, X-Men 3, The Last Stand, X-Men Origins, Wolverine, X-Men First Class, The Wolverine, X-Men Days of Future Past, Deadpool, X-Men Apocalypse, Logan, Deadpool 2, and X-Men Dark Phoenix. Those are 12... X-Men movies, and about half of them are watchable. Yes. So, um, in a last-ditch attempt to stop the movie, God sent an old-school plague. Yes. Mm-hmm. The coronavirus was 100% sent here by God to stop this movie from being released. Hence this episode being a Defying God episode. So Disney released it in theaters. The ones that were open at the end of August 2020, the film cost about $70 million to make. And probably that number was so high due to the shifting release dates and the reshoots. And in a pandemic, the film made about $46 million. So it's not a success. They're not going to do all the planned sequels. Which is a shame because the planned sequels might have been good. I would have liked the uh, idea. It's hard to. Yeah, it's hard to put all of the blame on the movie. Yeah. In that particular case. Yeah. You know it, there it, is a pandemic obvi- going on. It's obvious that Josh Boone wanted it to be darker, but then I feel like Disney came along and said, "Well, what if it's more like The Breakfast Club?" Yeah, and and so like you can tell like the part that I hated the most is that hey so we've spiked the evil doctor's tea now you know what we should do John Hughes model uh, 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 montage yeah hey we're running down the halls eighties music is playing hey maybe we should have the TV show Pretty in Pink just to really drive it home <laughs> so. So yeah, I would have liked to have seen the concept of each superhero movie is a different type of horror film. I would have liked that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have liked the next film to be like set in Brazil. That alone would have been fun. And then like it it can be alien themed. It can be But yeah, yeah. But again, it like it, that would have been It made no sense to me for Ilania to be there because uh, you caught the daughter of Satan that makes no fucking sense you know I mean Xavier's school for gifted kids or whatever that makes more sense oh, okay I can hang around with other kids that have powers and things like that and, you know it's kind of a cool place to be why would she it seems to me she would have to be voluntarily wherever she was. Because she could just and teleport. Then there was the fact that, Why the fuck can't she teleport the out of the there? Guy, yeah. And then there was the fact that the bad guy was just a bear made out of steam, but the real yeah. bad guy was the Essex Corporation, and the only way you would know that is if you knew comic books. Yeah. The real bad guy is Mr. Sinister because Mr. Sinister runs the Essex Corporation. You kept seeing the symbol that's on the bad guy's forehead yeah. throughout the movie. And it, that's one of those tiny little Marvel details that, like, no regular person going to see a movie is going to know what the 
fuck's going on, you know? I, I only recall it now that you mention it. Yeah. But other than that, I think it's fair to say I missed it. Yeah. Yeah, you so know, Mr. Sinister but, but I'm also like, annoyed. You need to have a geek. I'm also annoyed that they didn't trust the actress who played Rain more. She was doing perfectly fine with her furtive looks and things like that. We knew she was a lesbian and she liked Danny. They did not have to do the Willow and, and um, I forget her name. I think it might have been Teresa. Scene from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which was like, eh, eh, she's a lesbian, she's a lesbian, all hands on deck. This child is a lesbian. Oh, let's look at the lesbian. It was like, oh, you know, you own the X-Men. How about maybe tying yeah. this in a little to the rest of, you're trying to build a universe here, right? Here's yeah. a good spot to do a little tie-in. Do throw in a little X-Men footage, make it look like news footage or something. They would have something like that on the background. Instead, you put this like annoying, like what were you trying to do here? You know? It pissed me off. Just like later on, before everything starts really happening. Yeah, they're watching the Slender Man episode, the Quiet Man episode of Buffy the fucking Vampire Slayer. Like, why are you foreshadowing what you're about to do? L- lessening no its horror impact, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you might as well be doing a sci-fi futuristic sci-fi film and have your characters watching rollerball yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah tying it all together yeah this this is basically like if if they wanted to do another x-men film but they didn't have a lot of money to make another x-men film so they just did a bottle episode yeah oh look the x-men are stuck in a safe oh the (laughs) x-men are trapped in Old school. Yeah. That's what this feels like. It feels like an X-Men bottle episode. Yeah. And also, I, I don't I don't care. 25 minutes in, um, Danny, the Native American woman, is in the shower with Game of Thrones, and she sees that she's branded with a W on her back. Yeah. And she, she has been told that like oh i was from a conservative i was from a conservative i can't do the voice um oh scottish <laughs> accent yeah. uh i was from a, a conservative uh family whatever and they found out that i have powers and they called branded me a witch and they exiled me and so you're in the shower with her you see she's branded with a w on your back don't say hey pretty cool body art shut the <laughs> fuck up put two and two together figure out what the fuck happened to her <laughs> shut your unfucking comfortable read the room danny mm-hmm it 
Have you figured out what your two bears are? My two bears are Boo Boo from Yogi Bear and yeah. then the Midsommar Bear with Christian inside of it. The Midsommar Bear? Those are my two bears. Uh, the my... Bear and Boo Boo. Those are my two bears. Yeah. Uh, my bear is the, the one from Clan of the Cave Bear, if you ever saw that movie. Nice. And they all get together, yes. together and they had to wrestle a bear. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's one of the many movies my mom shouldn't have taken me to when I was seven. Yeah, and for some I reason, I, I really like Tony the Tiger, even though I hated Frosted Flakes. I really like Tony the Tiger. My bear. I, and I don't know why, and that shows you how high I am, because he's not a bear. Yeah, no, he is not a bear. No, he's yeah. not a bear. bear is the same. What's your bear? That's as Robin close as I'm Williams. getting. Robin Williams, that's a good bear. That's a good bear. That's a good that's bear. A good bear. Both my evil. Yeah, bear. yeah, that would make sense. One. Yeah, no. because of the cocaine. Really combine, you know. Yeah. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, Macy Williams was in this. I, she was. Yeah, she was one of the Starks. The young girl. Yeah, one? I told you she's okay. my my baby assassin. Yeah, yeah. There you go. The best character. And oh yeah. Yeah. She oh, she's yeah. she's really good in this movie. She is she is good. She's the only thing oh, I call man. out to be really outstanding about this movie. Yeah. Well, of course, yeah. because she's awesome. I mean, she was outstanding in Game of Thrones. I mean, you know what this movie reminded me of, Bunny? Um. In 2009, they released a Star Wars horror novel. Really? Yes. And it was called Death Troopers. And there's a spaceship, and there are scientists, and they're working on stuff, and yada, 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 there are dead stormtroopers who come back to life. And it's a zombie Star really? Wars book. And it's scary and it's gory. And as it turns out, because he's roguish in this uh, spaceship, Han Solo and Chewbacca have been arrested for crimes against the Galactic Federation, whatever the fuck, the Council of Ricks arrested Han Solo and Chewbacca, and they break free, and it's Han Solo and Chewbacca against zombies. And I always liked that, because when you think Star Wars, you think of Star Wars stuff, and it's like, fuck it! Let's have a superhero musical, let's have a fucking Star Wars horror movie. And I yeah. always liked that. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I had high hopes for the new mutants, because this is a comic book movie, it's also a teenage gay romance, it, it also has a bear... A character's yeah. name Danny. That's enough for me these days. I don't know if I could really actually fault anybody's acting in this movie. Thinking fault about their it, accents. fault their uh, accents. Fires from the Stranger Things is basically like I was hoping more of like a like a Owen Wilson being from Kentucky in the the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, but instead it's very hee haw. Yeah. Like, I'm a, I done be a mutant. I done burn the paw. <laughs> like, fuck you, dude. Mm -hmm. But but besides the accents, I don't know. I, I can't do a pretty good job. I, you know. Okay. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't find myself actually putting fault on any of the actors or their actual characters. Yeah. I think Lockheed could have used a better lead-in, you know? Yes. Yeah. It's just a matter of it, it all really fell really flat. You know, and and Danny being one of this one of the most powerful mutants, so powerful and uncontrollable that we gotta kill her is really not justified by a big fucking bear. Yeah. Um the film doesn't feel complete. Yeah. It feels more like a pilot. This movie feels like something that will lead to a bunch of other things, but that's what makes this movie so sad because it's the last film from the X-Men. The X-Men series at 20th Century Fox basically invented modern comic book movies. 13 films in this franchise now. That's an impressive fucking number. And uh, sadly, like, this would have been a good film if they were planning on continuing the X-Men franchise and you could have made another movie and maybe, I don't know, Beast shows up in it and maybe they make a third one and Deadpool shows up and they continue this cinematic universe. So what makes yeah. this, if they had done that, if they had made more X-Men movies and more new mutant movies, then this film would have been fine. But as it stands, this will be the last film in the X-Men franchise, and that's just fucking sad. Really? Yeah, because they're stopping this universe, and now the next time you see the X-Men, it will be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They just announced now that they're that they are working on a script for Deadpool 3, but it will be an official Marvel movie. Which okay. means the X-Men movies are dead, this is the last one, and that's really fucking depressing. Oh, I did when I moved that in. And I oh. forgot to undo it. Oh, what? There's no food there? Baby. Baby wants to be on the podcast. <laughs> so it's kind of sad that, like, this this is the send-off that the X-Men movies get. Yes. That, that entire franchise. That's sad. That That is. You know? Yeah. Because that first X-Men movie and fucking Hugh Jackman and, and uh, Captain Picard basically invented the, the... They created the tone for all other superhero movies. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And so it, 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 the X-Men should have had a big set, but instead they got the new mutants, and that's kind of sad. But, I didn't. I, I didn't see why. I didn't see why they were so afraid of the Buffy ripoff guys, the faceless the, dudes. I mean, Sam men. plowed through them in a fucking second once he thought of it. Yeah, like they—they they were not like a credible threat. Yeah, not at all. And the bear was only a credible threat because they told us. Hey, this is a bear. It is an incredible threat. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's all kind of sad. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see myself seeing this a couple more times and kind of liking it and, and being like, oh, this is the one X-Men movie that's all weird. 
Yeah. Like this and Logan are the X-Men movies that really don't fit. Yeah. Well, with the others, these are real different tonal shifts. And I might see myself watching this once or twice, but <clears throat> I don't know. I didn't hate it, but I also don't like it. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of where I feel like, like I'm, I'm still kind of happy that there's a new mutants movie, you know, yes. like, like, like it's giving me fond memories seeing these characters, even though they're not quite right, but the screenplay and the direction needs a lot of fucking help. Hey, uh, bunny, um, while you're, while we're recording this, can you see me? Yes. Okay, because I can't see you. I just have a picture of you. Oh. In your purple whatever, so I can't really see you, but I just took out my man bun, and a beautiful thing happened. I, I saw you took the man bun out. What is the beautiful thing? Oh, look at this. It's amazing. It's all just to one side, and it's all curly and wet oh, and amazing. Okay. My hair is just freaking phenomenal right now. So the whole Veronica Lake kind of yes, thing you're thinking about. Exactly. Yeah. Um, have we done LA Confidential? I love that movie. I've never seen it. Really? Yeah. I love that movie, despite the fact that it's racist, but that's okay because it's a time period piece and just people were fucking racist at that time. Yeah. Yeah, we got a couple of spicks down in the lockdown. Spicks? What? Mexicans, sir. And it, yeah. So, but it, it's a really good movie. It's really good. I really, really see. Like but we should have. We should have. With Danny DeVito. We should have known where we were as a country by Dirty Harry becoming such a big fucking character. You know. Yeah. He yeah. was racist as shit yeah. in the time period the movie it was playing. It was a current day movie. And white people fucking loved him. Yeah, like, it seems like every generation or every couple of years, there's that one movie where, hey, if you're a fan of this, it says a lot about you. Yeah. Oh, I just spent $80 to get the special limited edition Blu-ray of Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I can surmise a lot about your character now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I bet you're a big fan of Michael Douglas's Falling Down. Uh-huh. Is that what it was called? Falling Down? Where, like, the, yeah. the white guy has been pushed too far. And yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. You own a couple of Punisher stickers. I I, I didn't like that movie because I didn't feel like he was pushed near as far as he should have been. Yeah, and that's all I remember about yeah. that movie that I didn't like it, and that was why. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, that's it for um. Uh, the new mutants. I feel like we we probably talked about it more than we should have, but yeah, yeah. there's other things. Like there's other things cool. to say, I'm sure, but like the movie itself, they're not worth saying. 
Yeah. Hold on a second, Bunny. Amber, I had mom put my hair in a hair bun, and uh, I've had a hair bun throughout the entire podcast. I just took it off, and I am beautiful now. This is like when Squidward has like the sculptured face. I love this hair. This is who I am now. <laughs> this is my life. Oh, I didn't, I didn't take awesome. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I've been okay with keeping things on burgers lately. Oh, funny. Yes. Um, let's talk about next week. Look, Bunny. Um, I know it's 2020. I yeah. know the year has been hell. I know that time means nothing. The weather is strange. Uh, we have a president who lost the election who refuses to admit that. We're in, a, we're in a very strange time right now. And so I've been putting it off. I have been putting it off. I've been avoiding it. But I don't think I can put it off any longer. We have to start the Christmas season. Yes. Yes, we do. But I thought... Let's try and make it fun and interesting and different. Let's make it as different as 2020 has been. Okay. Let's try and go for something different. So I've picked some movies. I don't know if they're good. Oh, one of them, I just combined two hour-long TV Christmas specials. Yeah. So it's just an hour and a half of two Christmas specials, but we're treating it like a movie. Okay. Uh, but that's late because that one's going to be really fun. But that's later. Uh, well, we have also have Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny, of, of course. course. Of course. Yes, of so course. So it leaves I, us with three. Yeah. So um, I thought, let's start off light. Okay. So next week, we will be watching, and this will be a, definitely a first time for me, a 2018... Sci-Fi Channel Christmas movie. Okay. Already, you should be prepared for this. Um, called Santa Jaws. Santa Jaws. Okay. Yes, it's it's about a young boy who creates, uh, who draws a monster who comes to life. It is a shark. Who wears a Christmas hat, a Santa cap, on his fin. Okay. And starts killing people. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I might be mistaken, I believe he also has a candy cane for a horn that he uses to stab people with. Interesting. And I figure, if we're going to start with a Christmas movie, this one's right up our alley. Hey, it's better than A Christmas Carol or whatever the fuck that trailer trash movie was we watched that year. I think oh, I picked yeah, that like one, too. Redneck Christmas Carol. Yeah. Have we ever done a Christmas story? I don't think so, no. Have I we ever like... done Sa uh, uh, Santa's Sleigh with Goldberg? Oh, yeah, I was thinking about doing that movie, too. A Christmas story, I remember loving it when I was a kid, but now that I'm an adult, I can't stand that fucking movie. Like, I don't think I've ever actually seen that movie straight through. Really? But I do believe I probably have seen all that, that whole movie 
in like five to ten minute increments as I was channel cruising. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like everyone has seen like the 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 woman's stockinged leg as a lamp. And yeah. Like everyone has seen scenes of it. You'll poke your eye out and all of that. But when I was a kid, I loved it, and I cannot watch it now. It is unwatchable really? for me. It's just so <laughs> fucking. But maybe we'll do that too. But we're starting off light. We're doing Santa Jaws. Yes. That's next week. Okay. We will also be be talking about the true story of the British pornographer who successfully took down Scotland Yard. (laughs) Nice. And and I will have some ideas for our 300th episode. But that's next week. Now that I'm looking back at this week, the highs and the lows... Jonathan Byers from Stranger Things, Game yes. of Thrones, John Cena killing a guy, um, leaving open pits for animals to fall into. I gotta <laughs> say, oh, and uh, and uh, what's his nuts? Uh, Speed Racer. Uh, I gotta say, I think this has been a pretty fun episode. This has been a pretty good episode. This has been a damn good episode, if you ask me. Good, because I felt the same way, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to. You know, you're the person who makes that distinction, not me. And I didn't want to step on your toes, but I 100% agree. I think this has been a damn good episode. Yes, I I concur with your assessment, good sir. <laughs> so until next week, I am Bunny Williams, and I am Reverend Steve. And on behalf of Bella. And Natasha and Amber, especially Bella, especially Bella. I got to say thanks for listening, and we will see you next week, you godless heathens. See you next week, you dishwashers of Hey, uh, no, I took the, the man bun out, and now I'm a beautiful person. It's like when Squidward had the sculpted face. Yeah. Yeah. I am beautiful now. And I love it. This is how I'm going to look from now on. Is this hairdo. Alright. Cut and print.